Welcome to Pop on Film. I am Bonnie Williams, and with me is Hell's a Pop and <laughs> Oh Satan's on a tear now. Hell's a Pop and I am the Pope in question. My name is May Lynn. I am the founder of the Church of Ed Wood, which is an actual thing worth a Google. It is episode 472 of the podcast, and let me explain to you what's happening right now. Right now, throughout America, throughout America, there are uh, houses where people are putting out their uh, trays for the big game, putting out their drinks for the big game, getting some food on the grill, but then they're like, oh no, hey everybody, did you hear Bunny and May Lynn? are finally going to be talking about Olsen and Johnson. The hell's a poppin', boys? And they're picking up their TVs and they're throwing them through their windows. Because who cares about the game? Who cares about the game when they could be learning about hell's a poppin'? That's right. Hell's a poppin'. Very excited. Very excited for this episode. Super Bowl Schmooper Bowl. But this is episode 472 of the podcast, and it is time once again for us to open up the big show, uh, to open up this cavalcade of crap with the opening segment that is sweeping the nation, or at least sweeping this house. It's Jeff, a.k.a. The Betty White Memorial Podcast segment brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends Dallas today. And this one won't be 100% huge. This whole show won't be 100% huge. Because honestly, I've just been sort of laser focused on it starting my tour. Yeah. My 2024 tour, sponsored in part by Spite. And, uh, it kicked off last night in a really big way, but before we get to any of that, uh, let's start this, Jeff. First off, Bunny, uh, did you know that today is actually, um, hold on, what is it called? Okay, the Super Bowl. Did you know that? Are you sure you're pronouncing that right? I know I am not. It I might be the Super Bowl, like like a like for like a dog. Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, it, apparently it's happening today. They really should promote that more, you know. Yeah. And Maybe what, what more... is it? Is it like some kind of concert or something? As far as I can tell, it's the WrestleMania of football. Uh, well, I don't know. They play in europe i legit forgot about it yeah i it's just not for me i don't know who is performing at halftime but i remember hearing who it was on the radio and thinking oh wow that's going to be a really successful super bowl halftime show in like 1995 but yeah. i'm not entirely sure about 2024 but I, but then I've forgotten who it was, and all I know is 
whoever is doing the Super Bowl halftime show should have done it in 94. I don't yeah. know who it is. Uh, somebody like Men Without Hats or something like that. No, that would be 84. Oh, true. No, it's it's like some some rapper I haven't heard or cared about for a very long time, like uh, Drake or Usher or I don't I don't know, LMFAO, Macklemore, some, some, some like rap hip hop act that I haven't cared about for a very long time. Uh, now I know who is, um, I know which teams are playing, but I only know which teams are playing because, uh, I had a big show last night and a bunch of the drag queens and the drag kings and the AFABs were talking about the game today okay and they said oh yeah so it's it's the 49ers san francisco the san francisco 49ers versus the taylor swifts yeah so i have already seen a number of people on my social media feeds who have never been into fucking football suddenly donning NFL apparel that they have never worn before. I am already seeing that. And that is a bit surprising. Uh, uh, Give me just one second. Amber, welcome back! In the middle of Jeff. Did you have fun? What did you get me? Ah! You don't know? Uh, Amber spent the weekend with her boyfriend in Tejas, uh-huh. I believe it's a state somewhere. I don't think it's that big. Uh, I've been to Super Bowl parties before. Yeah. And uh, nothing compares to when I saw the Super Bowl. I went to a huge party in, in February of 2022. I went to a huge Super Bowl party. All of these dudes there, we had a huge spread. It was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> but like I I just I just don't care anymore. I remember in 2019 really caring about the Super Bowl only really? because so many movie trailers premiered. Yeah. So I was so into movies and going to the theater and seeing three movies a week in 2019 that I watched the Super Bowl just to see what new movie previews were out. And I was a bit tempted this year to watch the Super Bowl only because um, they're going to be premiering the first trailer for Ty West's new horror film, Maxine. M-A-X-X-X-I-N-E. It's the third movie in his X trilogy. Did you ever see X or Pearl Bunny? I, I No, but I mean to. They are fucking wonderful. I like, I saw X and I'm like, oh, okay. This is basically just Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but with porn. And it's pretty good. But then when I saw Pearl, that made me love X even more. And now I can't wait for Maxine. The preview's premiering during the Super Bowl. But um, I was a wee bit tempted because of that. But fuck it, I'll just go see it on YouTube. But here's the question, Bonnie. I have a question for you. Okay. 
what could the Super Bowl do to win over your viewership? If they don't get the ball into the end zone in a certain amount of time, the football explodes. Ooh. I, my mind I immediately went to some... My mind immediately went to some battle royale type shit. Yeah. Yeah, that like you have like 10 minutes to score a touchdown or else like a random player's helmet will explode. Yeah. Something like that. Like, ooh, I could absolutely see that. Or how about this? Like, um, um, you get two teams fighting against each other at the Super Bowl, but here's the twist. Um, one team is filled with clones of the other team. Oh, okay. So that way, they're evenly matched. Yeah. You see how that works? I could absolutely see that as being a film starring James Caan in the 70s. Yes. Pre-Godfather. Pre-Godfather. More around the rollerball time. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the ranch, I can't wait for that damn orange rapist, Donnie Trump, to disappear for fucking ever. Yes. I am sick of him just moving into my brain okay i i'm i'm it, it, being on everyone's tv sets he's everywhere the damn media has not learned its lesson because that pumpkin face liar is everywhere and the media every media outlet is still treating every syllable that he says as a top story and number 1 it pisses me off that donald trump is only 30 months younger than joe biden and Donald Trump is constantly slurring his words. He's constantly mispronouncing shit. He's constantly forgetting what city he's in, what people's names are, mispronouncing everything. He is an old senile man that is 1,000% unfit for office, unfit for anything. But Joe Biden says, like, one thing wrong in its front page news for a whole fucking week. Uh, like, if, if... Yeah, no. <laughs> Like if Donald Trump Joe Biden fucks up way more than that. We are literally having an election trying to determine which one is the least mentally impaired. Yeah, and that upsets me, but it upsets me at the fact that like the media is focusing so much on Joe Biden fucking up, but if Donald Trump had a stroke in the middle of one of his rallies or speeches, how would we fucking know? Yeah. You know, because, oh, is he slurring his words? He's always slurring his words. Yeah. You know, he is the living embodiment of that fucking line that Martin Landau says in Ed Wood. There's no such thing as bad press, Eddie. Yeah. You know, he's just, that's Trump right now. The same man who rigged the 2016 election and was all over the media and the news saying, you can't vote for a person who is under federal investigation. A person who is under federal investigation should not be running for president and got yeah. people to not vote for Hillary because she was under investigation. That same man is now constantly under federal investigation. Yes. And that really pisses me off. How the hell does this guy have followers 
all he does nowadays is just whine and complain about shit, and it's just upsetting to me. This is his legal argument. This is his legal argument right here. Um, what Joe Biden is doing to me is illegal, and Joe Biden and all the Democrats, Joe Biden and Barack Obama and all the Democrats should be arrested, especially the president, Joe Biden. He should be arrested. But also, um, presidents should not be arrested. Yeah. Because the yeah. presidents should be allowed to do whatever they want, and they shouldn't be arrested. Now, you should arrest Joe Biden and Barack Obama and basically every Democratic president. Uh, Bill Clinton, that one I wouldn't mind. Uh, arrest every Democratic president. But also, it should be illegal to arrest presidents. Yeah. Uh -huh. And uh, I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, I didn't do any. I didn't do anything wrong. But if I did, I should have immunity. I should have one hundred percent immunity for anything illegal that I did, which is nothing. Mm -hmm. But I shouldn't be arrested because you can't arrest presidents. But also, when are we going to arrest Joe Biden, that bastard? Like that makes no fucking sense. That is ridiculous. And it pisses me off. But here's the more important thing. Dana Carvey just followed me on Twitter. Really? Yeah. Isn't that fucking weird? Wow. I don't know why, Dana. It's the Dana Carvey. It's at Dana Carvey. He's got like half a million Twitter followers. He's had it since like 2010. His, his website's Wayne? there. It's fucking Dana Carvey. And he follows me on Twitter. I'm yeah. so confused by that. Okay. Hey, Dana. He's probably only following me on Twitter because he knows how much of a huge master of disguise fan I am. Yes. <laughs> I'm the one in America who's the huge uh, master of disguise fan. I, I just love the fact that they filmed the turtle scene for Master of Disguise on 9-11. Oh, my God. Did you hear what happened? Oh, they took down both of the Twin Towers and they attacked the Pentagon. Oh, that's so horrible. Okay, so let's film the turtle scene. Yeah. Be, be funny now. That is That is torture. I feel bad for Data. Wasn't Data in that? He was the bad guy, right? Was Brent he? Spiner. I don't know if I, I don't think I've ever actually seen it, or if I've just seen clips. I've seen it. It's it's about as good as Rock of Ages. There we go. What? It's up my nose. Ah! Beast! What happened? Scary! You're scaring me, Bunny. <laughs> the dogs have freaked out. Probably because I screamed. You scared the crap out of me, Bunny. Speaking of you, Bunny, uh, so uh, if I remember the last episode, you had a doctor's appointment. Now, previously on this podcast, we have discussed your illness in a very tear-jerking opener, for which we won a Pulitzer Prize for. So how are you doing? How's your health? Are you doing okay? And can you answer in a way that is both 
tear-jerking and award-winning. Oh, uh-oh. Tear-jerking and award-winning. Yes. Well, it was, uh... It, it was pretty much two weeks of extreme panic. A week and a half okay. of, of extreme panic. Uh, because doctors like panicking you over shit. Uh... So, so I, I, I've been having a lot of stomach troubles. I, I've been sick since New Year's. I've been having a lot of hard time eating. I've been throwing up a lot and things like that. And by the time we get around to the doctor's appointment, that's pretty much over now. You know what nah. I mean? Like, yeah. Like, I mean, after a whole fucking month of being sick, you get his doctor's appointment and you start getting better. I hate that. I hate that so much. But I hadn't been into the office to actually see him physically in quite a while. Uh, so there were other things to check on and things like that. And, and I had mentioned that I had this lump on the side of my face, which I've, I've had for a while now and haven't really thought much about. Because I thought it was this... Uh, I thought it was a clogged saliva gland. Yeah. Because this one over here gets clogged up from time to time. I press up I press up against it. It goes squish and everything is okay. You know? Okay. So I just assumed this one doesn't go squish. So that sent my doctor into a panic. You know? And... Like everything had to be done right. Then. It, it, nothing. So far, everything's okay. Okay, that's just how it ends. Hmm. Okay, so no official diagnosis. No. It's it it's a lump that happens. It, it it's it's like a, like a. Wharton tumor, which is like benign, and they don't really have to do anything about it. So, okay, okay. So, it's well, I know how you feel because ever since I started on hormone replacement therapy, I've suddenly had these two lumps right here. Yeah. Um, and I've been hoping that these lumps would help us with the podcast views, and it has. We went from one viewer to two. Yeah. So we are rocking to the top. Move over Taylor Swift. Yeah. You know, hope on film podcast coming at you. So I'm on a world tour, buddy. But maybe we would get popular if you started, started dating a football player. Oh shit. Okay. I need to start throwing footballs at my wife. That's what you're saying. You start throwing footballs at my wife and at, Becca and uh, maybe David just to be on the safe side. Just I'm going to start throwing footballs at anyone I find attractive. I'm just going to get a bag, fill it with footballs. It's like, whoa. But I I think this being the Pope on film, you may actually have to start dating like like a ping pong player. Yeah. That's, Uh, That's more... That's more in in the in the realm of a pope on film sport. Yeah, I'll, I'll start dating one of the marbles from that uh, 
marble YouTube channel that just does marble races. What? There's a YouTube channel that just does marble races, and there's different marbles, and they make these marble tracks, and it... I, I hate to admit how many times I've gotten high and just watched marble racing on YouTube. It's an actual thing. Okay. Worth a Google. Okay. It's weird. Um, well, so I'm well, on a well, tour. Well, well, I have found also on YouTube full contact competitive juggling. Nice! Nice! I'm down with that. Oh, there's also... Uh, you, um, you, you, everybody on the field is juggling those, I think they call them the Indian pins. I'm not sure. Like the bowling pin kind of thing. I believe they're called proud Native American pins, bunny. And you have to get to the other end of the field while other jugglers are trying to bump into you to make you drop your pins. That's so fucking awesome. I have started watching on YouTube um, competitive team tag. Really? Yeah, and they set up these like courses and people are like parkouring through these courses trying to avoid being tagged it's fucking intense we're living in the future bunny <laughs> we're living in the future so i'm on tour now yes you are officially you story time with may lynn live on tour a one former man show brought to you in part by spite yes because my family's a bunch of bales so uh so i'm on a world tour it's a world tour of just three u.s states uh i'll be performing in oklahoma but in each state you will stop and look at a globe yes yes yes. or at least something circular so that qualifies yeah so i'll be i'll be performing in oklahoma in tennessee and in Louisiana, and I'm also uh, I've got some I've got ten shows booked so far for the year, but I have some more along the pipeline. Yeah. Last year, I performed at a three day festival in downtown Oklahoma City called Pride Fest, and uh, the president of Oklahoma Pride Alliance, those are the people that run Pride Fest. They have said that they can't wait for me to audition again, so I can. They said that they're sure that they can find a spot for me, so uh, I'll be going back there again, more than likely. I haven't announced that because it's not official. I, they still want me to audition and all that. Uh, and also, uh, my wife and I went to a concert. Yes. Uh, and it was Dr. Pants, who is amazing. I fucking love Dr. Pants. He's like a local... Gen X Frank Zappa. Okay. And I his his music is amazing. And I saw him in concert and we went to the concert because it was at Point A, which is the new uh awesome venue on 39th Street, right off of Route 66 in Oklahoma City. Fine, where I will be doing my one woman show next month on March 9th. And so we went there, we saw Dr. Pants, and, and uh, Point A 
is really excited for me to do story times with them. I already, I'm going to be performing there. So far, I've got like four shows at point A, but I haven't officially said this out loud. Point A wants me to do a regular story time there once a month. And I am super freaking excited. It's a 420 friendly venue. Yeah. So I'm really exciting. I'm really excited for that. I'm also going to be applying to possibly to be a performer at Phoenix, Arizona's Pride Fest, but only out of spite. Okay. This is my this 2024 is my spite tour. I have lost a lot of uh, friends and family members over the past few months. We've been talking about this regularly at the opening of the show. My father died. My brother decided that he was going to be my father and disowned me from the family. And I haven't heard from my mom or my brother or my 12 aunts and uncles or my 3,000 fucking Hispanic cousins and nephews because I come from a family where we uh, ignore the problems and hope that they go away on their own. But I am trying as hard as possible to make 2024 as successful as 2023, even more successful, solely out of spite. And it makes me feel better. I did a show last night at Angles OKC. It is a two-story, massive LGBT nightclub on 39th Street, right off of the Route 66. Oh. And you walk in, and it's massive, and there are these massive TV screens, and then there are two bars on the main level, and then there's an exclusive VIP bar on the upper level, and there's a stage, and there's lasers and spotlights, and and it's incredible. And then I just, and then like I'm walking into the lobby, and there's a just a big ass picture of me, because I'm there to read. Two fucking kids' books. You know how weird is that? Yeah. That was amazing. So I did that last night. I was really proud. I threw in a joke about my older brother, Joe, who's a piece of shit. Yeah. And I'm really proud about that. I said, uh, I am a storyteller. I have brought some kids' books here, and I am going to be treating each and every one of you like you are a fucking preschooler. To be clear, though, I'm not changing any diapers. I'm not shaming anyone who's into diaper play. I'm just really not into that. You should track down my brother, Joe. He is really into diaper play. I would like to repeat that. My older brother, Joe, is really into diaper play. (laughs) I'm just kidding. My brother's not into diaper play. He's just a fucking asshole. Damn it. I was really proud of that. Damn it, Warner. So, and then... um. They were going to have me do three sets, but because it was such a packed show, they said, okay, well, uh, you're, if you're going to do three sets, you're going to have about five minutes for each set. And I said, I might need a little bit more because once I get a microphone in my hand, I start to fucking ramble. So I only did two sets, one in the beginning and one in the end. And so that way I was able to have bigger times on stage. And so right before I went on stage for my last, uh, set, I took a big ass out of it, right? Yeah. So I'm on the stage, I'm on the dance floor, and I'm I'm doing my bit. I'm dressed in my sexiest outfit, and I'm I'm doing a story time for a bunch of uh, drunk uh, gays. 
And then after that, I go back and my wife's there with me and we're hanging out. We do bows at the end and I'm, you know, I'm making money because I'm a professional storyteller now and I'm yeah. making money and, and people are thanking me and everything. And on my way out, like three people from the drag show that I had just performed in are sitting outside of the venue smoking a huge ass fucking joint. And they say like, hey, do you want some of this? It's some strong shit. Go for it. And I'm like, sure, I will. And I start smoking with them. Next thing you know, I'm standing out there for like 15, 20 minutes smoking a joint in freezing weather, just talking to them. And, and the drag community is so amazing. And I've been learning so much about the drag community because like there are drag queens who are men dressed up as women. Then there are drag kings women who dress up as men and then there's afabs assigned female at birth assigned fabulous at birth and those are cis men and cis women who perform as men and women and so it's really interesting to be like backstage in the dressing room at like a drag show and here's like a trans woman here's a trans man here's just two naked as women and and we're all just singing songs and talking shit and it's so much fun and it's so weird that like i'm becoming a member of this community you know that's really weird to me yeah. the, the people there were fucking bored just they were absolutely gorgeous and i had so much fun it always feels weird for me to perform this is like what my third fourth drag show yeah that i've performed at and it's it's always so weird for me because here are these incredibly talented people, these amazing talented people, and then here's my broke stay at home mom ass, yeah, with two kids once. You know, it's like uh, every time I do a, a drag show, it's like Sesame Street. One of these things is not like the other, but it it, it was really nice and it was crazy. And you locked up. Okay, you locked up. You locked up good. 